How do I even start these? <laughs> welcome to... Isn't it welcome I forgot. To... Yeah. I, I start my podcast with a bunch of uh, charming behind-the-scenes patter. Like, I, I let... I let the podcast start 30 seconds before the podcast starts so that people think they're getting a little... Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. people think they're getting a little intimacy when in reality it's part of the act, and that's just a skill that femme people have. Welcome to Second Star to the Left, a podcast of anything fantastic, strange, and science fictional. I'm your host, Matt, with my co-hosts. I'm Bert. I'm Katie. And I'm Meredith. And this week, we're back again from anime Fallout 76 reality. Um, Fallout 69. Fallout 69, <laughs> that's it, yeah. That's our brand. Nice, nice, you, nice, you. Um, Konbanwa. Hajime Mashite. <laughs> itadaki, itadaki masu. Itadaki as masu. I say, I say as I sit down and prepare myself for this hearty podcast meal. Um, this Forget week uh, we wanted to get into, or I really wanted to get into, a uh, discussion of how bad the cops in suburbia and slaughter colonialism are. So. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, how are you all holding up though? Before we dig into the meat of this podcast, how's this week going for y'all? Uh, my, I will say my week is bad for reasons that graze up against an argument I am going to make later. That uh, this movie is unpleasant to me because I already basically live in a more polite version of the Purge by virtue of being trans. But it's so it's so complicated. It goes deep, and we'll get there eventually. With honest radio, is is there a radio station where it's just like um, people speaking in tongues at the top of their voices for like hours on end? Yes, I think those okay. are called number stations. Oh right. well, I did start. I started investing in stocks this week. That's pretty exciting. Oh, stonks! Hell yeah. <laughs> Got some stonks, which I which I only remembered because I was assigned a random stonk, and it was Sirius XM Radio, which seemed baffling because I had forgotten that that company existed. I'm. Alive, I'm. I have Cocteau twins on repeat, and I'm living my best life that I can possibly live at this moment. Katie, how are you? I feel like I just really can't complain given the circumstances, so I won't. You can complain easy. It's easy to do it. Just do it. <laughs> I think uh, I have to start with saying negative things about just some of the new purge experience. it, purge it out of yourself. Yeah, try yourself. some curse words. In my opinion. Heck, Scrundle. <laughs> Scrundle. Scrundle is actually very bad. I do not like the way that it rolls off the tongue. Um, kind of like you're rolling testicles when you say it. Mm-hmm. It's close to a slang word for ketamine. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, it's been a real dang heckin' week for yeah. us for us small puppers on the show. <laughs> Ah, it's getting worse with every word you say. <laughs> so I'm this just week doing we're talking. Best Chuck Wendig, go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a fireball offense from the podcast. Birdie, birdie, my, need drinky. I could, I could do, I could do a, ch- 
<laughs> I can do a Chuck Wendig impression for you, but I don't have a lit match and a library to hand. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the purge. Tonight allows people a release for all the hatred and violence that they keep up inside them. Why don't you guys kill someone tonight? Because we don't feel the need to, Johnny. Just remember all the good the purge does. We'll be fine just like always, no worries, okay? This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge. At the siren, all emergency services will be suspended for 12 hours. Your government thanks you for your participation. Help me! Someone, please, help me! I just need to get someone safe! Does anybody hear me? So, where do where do y'all want to start with this one? Katie and the DM had said that this movie has... How'd you put it? Uh, I had more thoughts on this than I expected. Yeah. And I think from my standpoint, like this is a film with like a really interesting premise, has an absolutely dog shit middle part, and then kind of claws its way back to something kind of interesting at the end. That's my initial like overall thoughts about the film. Yeah. Also, I love Ethan Hawke as a dad. I, Ethan Hawke's fun. He's just a fun guy, generally. Meredith, what did you think about The Purge? Oh, I thought it was just an awful film. Um, I, I think it suffers from a great number of flaws. Um, and I'm going to go into a bunch of them later. I think that the premise has merit as an idea. Um, but I think that the cardinal sin of the film that it is not able to overcome and that I imagine later, from what I've heard later films in the series do overcome, is that it's the Blade Runner problem. The very fact that the story, this story about this world is being told from these characters' perspectives is an absolute indictment of the moral reasoning of the society intended to consume uh, the film and the people responsible for making it. Um, This should have been a movie about the guy who runs for safety inside of the house. Uh, Just like Blade Runner should have been a movie about the replicants and not the man who learns that it's wrong to shoot slaves. And the book is. The book is. Blade Runner, the book is about the replicants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, To my knowledge, there's not a Purge book. And you're right. The later series does do it. It's Yeah, and I I think that I am more excited. I think that I might, even though I found basically every moment that I was watching this film, uh, upsetting and not in the way that good art is sometimes upsetting uh i think that i will probably if it says anything i will probably seek out the sequels because i feel like now that the premise is established they might have more to say i feel like the sequel or i guess like the opposite on the opposite end was get out which was a much better movie so i find your thoughts on this very interesting katie what did you think of the purge i felt like it was trying to do art but badly (laughs) Like a toddler that's aspiring to greatness, um, but still only has the fumbling, feeble fingers of a two-year-old. It ain't gonna be Michelangelo, baby! Um, So, I felt like it was kind of like that, which was like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. My expectations were very low. And I... I I don't know how many people saw this movie and then were just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go read Marx now. Um... But I appreciated its criticisms. For I appreciate it for trying. Um, I do not know how I feel about the very overt and ham-fisted 
like biblical parables that were happening uh, in this. They were very clumsy and bad. I mean, come on, they're named James and Mary. And it's like a good Samaritan story. Like it's just like so like over the top and it's almost insulting. Um and some parts of the movie were baffling and other parts were bad. The only good parts was when the president of the uh, Young Republicans got shot a bunch. That was pretty good. Oh, I will. I, I would. I do want to circle back and say that that is the part of the movie that I did genuinely find enjoyable and impressive on a craft level. Is that that kid's performance was great? It was great. He uh, evoked terror in a way in a way that like a horror movie is supposed to, and not the kind of just like weird discomfort and shame and dread that the rest of the movie did. Sorry for talking over you, Kate. No, it's okay. Um, okay. So I think that was, that was my takeaway of it, uh, and that also Lena Hetty, Hetty, Hetty whips ass as a brunette, and she, sh- I'm, I hope she's like that all the time. It's my hot takes over a blonde, anyway. But anyway, that's 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 my takes. I, Bert, am going to pretty much wholeheartedly agree with the women of the show. Believe women. Um, Matt, I have, I have a very important question, Matt. Um, you said in the DM that you've watched this twice. Did you mean this week? Yeah, yeah. I really, we really need to have a discussion. Why in the world did you watch this twice? This, Matt, this, I went back through the backlog. This is 100% the worst movie we have watched for this show. It was dog shit in so many ways um the only positive thing i read about this movie or heard about this movie was that the premise has potential and in a vacuum specifically a gigantic black hole many 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 light years away from our existences this premise is something interesting but not anywhere near this movie or any of us it is so bad so bad. Uh, the one kid, the 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 guy, the antagonist dude, the pledge kid, he's trying his best with the absolute most god awful material written for anybody in the world. Um, the <laughs> wife is a good actress with dirt material. It was stupid on levels that I cannot even articulate. It was it was much 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 stupider than Tammy and the T-Rex. Um, and by far a worse film. Also, you said it was a, a a brisk 87 minutes. This it was very much pushing uh, Dragon Slayer length, even though it's not <laughs> anywhere near as long, because it was just painful, man. I had to watch... I had to watch Ethan Hawke try to convince his wife to put a letter opener in a guy's open wound on camera. For no reason at all. At we all. had to, we had to in twenty twenty watch a white watch a white suburban family attempt to hogtie and torture a homeless black man, and then eat meat for for literally like and the and the moral arc is learning that that's actually wrong to do in but for literally in the span of less than five minutes, a are we the baddies gag. <laughs> literally (laughs) this was so so stupid ham-fisted awful 
I I really struggle to have anything redeeming to say about this movie. But um, we love you and cherish you, Matt. But thank you for not making me watch it. Thank you for suggesting it, and I will. I appreciate you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna put on my Dr. Alan Grant hat and do some paleontology. It's gonna threaten think- me with a raptor claw. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, I look at this film and I see sort of like a the premise. I see an ending scene that they like saw how they want. They wanted to have this like end where the neighbors are the real enemies. Like that that was part of that premise, and they didn't know how quite how to get there, and so they kind of like meander. And that's why I sort of talked about that in that middle part for me. I think, and that's the part of like torturing. You know, this guy. Are we the baddies? You know. That sort of thing that's all, you know, very obvious. What I find interesting about the film, though, is that, like, this is seven years ago, and it's sort of exploring a a rot in American society. It poses the question of that rot existing. I like the way that, like, like certain pieces of the film, like, th- there is, it's all full of ideas that aren't taken to a, a useful conclusion, like, the, the boyfriend comes over to argue with the dad about, like, you know, his daughter and, you know, whether or not he has a right to see her. And instead of that being, like, a commentary on, like, patriarchy or exploring, like, the tension in that relationship, like, seeing the purge is this way to, like, ex- implore violence against, you know, the father of this girl you're seeing. Because, like, that's actually a trope that, like, you know, exists in real life, like, the dad threatening the prom date with a gun. You raise you know, a very good, a very good question. A, well, two very good questions. A... What was the boyfriend's name again? And B, why in the holy fuck is that a character in this movie? When they die, like... It's part of the idea. They have all these ideas. They try to bring them all in. He dies in the first ten minutes. Yes. And literally the only reason I can possibly think of that he is in this film... She wanders the house for the rest of the movie. The only reason I can give is to give... The girlfriend, a quote unquote arc yep. that is absolutely horrible. Yes. And that is it. The, it is, he was there to give the girlfriend a gun. More important than an arc in a movie, clearly. <laughs> is it oh. Chekhov's boyfriend? Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> this Chekhov's boyfriend. This film has. I ideas. love that for Chekhov. He's, he's very cute. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, he's my li- is my little baby boy, my little twink baby. <laughs> um, when he comes his, over in his, his vessel, it drives me to drive me to drive in. Uh, he is to having buttocks like how you say eh, milk. <laughs> I feel like we're approaching Yakov Shmirov. Uh Okay, in, so, <laughs> in Soviet in it's Soviet Russia, Yakov, of course, Yakov. in Soviet I, Russia, top bottoms you. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so. This movie has ideas in the same way that th- this is like if you've seen the meme of, uh, you know, uh, Jesse in Breaking Bad being like time to go Joker mode, you know, like mask <laughs> off Doomer Black Pill. It's like if that kid made us saw Michael Haneke movie one time in his life and was like, you know what? I could make funny games. I could do it. Mask off. I'm making. I'm making my Joker funny games. It's 
It's just, it's like... The, what the, I love about this analogy, Bert... <laughs> sorry. What I love about this analogy is that you're the Walter White in this. Going, what the I fuck? am. I'm like, what the fuck, Jesse? Like, okay, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, and here's the worst part. I love Michael Haneke. And Funny Games is still a dog shit movie. And it's nowhere near as dog shit as this. Like, it, it can at least... It can at least competently do exploitation trash. This can't even do that. It's like if the guy who directed Stephen King's It, <laughs> the the remake or whatever, tried to do exploitation. It's okay, so actually, I want to counter. This film does one thing really, really well that I think is unquestionable. Go ahead. Casting. <laughs> um. So, okay, so here's why. I think if you look at look at the dialogue in the film, divorce it from what you saw. Listen to the dialogue. I, I know Bert, it's going to be hard for you. Listen to the dialogue where they talk about a homeless guy. I think that the 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 casting director saw the opportunity to kind of like advance the thesis of the film and cast a young black man in that role. Is <laughs> Which role? I'm sorry, the homeless guy. That's what he, that's what they call the, him. They call okay, him the homeless guy. They call well. <laughs> let's. One reason they call him the homeless guy or the homeless pig or the trash or whatever they call him is because the makers of the film neglected to give this character a name or any character outside of they're a uh, black guy. That's he had dog tags, it. so he was also a veteran. Um, and I, I this 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 is tying into the thing that made me miserable and unhappy watching this mm -hmm. film. Uh, and that is that, and listen, y'all know me. I've got this Soviet flag hanging behind my TV. I'm not the biggest fan of id poll as praxis, but I am a person who has been called a degenerate who should be killed for the good of society or who should, or who is at best conceived of as a, barely human uh barely human courtesan who literally exists for men to purge their like less wholesome urges on so that they can then return to real women and be like human beings uh and so like i was already a little leery of the concept and then like a bunch of the imagery that's shown in the opening crawl of like look at all this monstrous behavior one of the things that flashes is and, like, one of the things that flashes is a woman uh, with, like, a young woman with blood seeping out of her hairline collapsed against a wall. And what I remember thinking is, I remember thinking to three different videos that I have seen in my life. Uh, one of a trans woman in Brazil, one of a trans woman in Russia, and one of a trans woman in, I think it was either Atlanta or Dallas, uh, who have been brutalized or are in the process of being brutalized and are bleeding out. And are making the sound, the sort of wordless sounds that a human being makes when they are trying to beg the other human beings around them to see them as a human being. And what is being done instead is that people are recording um, and continuing to hurt and mock them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just remember thinking, like, I remember thinking, especially as the thing got going, I think in the hands of a more skilled storyteller, you could use the purge as a metaphor to focus the experience of people like me and black people and poor people in this country. You can use the purge as a laser focus on the day-to-day -day experience of people 
who the law does not exist to protect already. And I, and I think that would be kind of great. Um, but seeing that story and the realization that that is wrong from the perspective of Ethan Hawke's character and his family was like ghoulish. And this is not an indictment of my friend, Matt, who I love and hold very dear. Um, but this was like, I think there's a fine line with exploitation, right? Like I think the, what, what tells you that something is good exploitation is if a member of the minority or like larger class of people that's being exploited can watch it and have a good time. Uh-huh. Um, I can't see anyone who grew up very poor or who is like the wrong kind of queer or who is a racial minority or who is black or who is disabled watching this and having fun. Uh, this was this was a death march. Yeah, I have a few. I agree. I have a few. And and then I I don't want to harp on I don't want to harp on it. But the scene the scene where they were literally like hog tying the injured. Yes. I liked the kid. I liked the kid with the long hair who first of all is giving me big egg vibes. That kid. Rules, oh yes. Yeah. And I like that character. But yeah, the the moment in the, I and I was really giving it a lot of chances. But the moment in the middle with the hog tying and the torture, I was like I can't. All of these characters are irredeemable and should be killed. Um, right. I, I don't care. I don't care if Lena Headey or whoever realizes that what they're doing is wrong. Like it's twenty. It's twenty twenty. You know, like in a in a world where even if I hadn't already known everything I know, in a world where I saw the footage of George Floyd, I can't watch that scene in the middle of the purge and come away from it thinking it has anything meaningful to say to me. Yeah, I I agree. I have a few responses I, I have a lot i have not a lot of notes but as is the case with horrible horrible movies we watch for the show i have a bunch of ranting and raving but the first few notes i have are i mean after platinum dunes you made us watch a platinum dunes movie uh the second uh, i mean uh you suggested a platinum dunes movie that's okay um <laughs> i don't know what that is i believe it's michael bay's production company i like michael bay mm. I was thinking it's a bigger deal. It's a Bloomhouse um, production, frankly. He's going. He's on one of my lists now. Uh, so <laughs> the second note is there's there's like three insipid like crawl type things before we even get to the meat. It's it's like it's like there's a crawl which is like the year twenty twenty. The blot. Twenty twenty two. Twenty whatever. But it's all like periods. It's all like short little fragments and periods like in your face, motherfucker. I'm about to go mask off. And then then it's a bullshit made up quote from the fucking movie's head canon, which is like, oh, we're making up quotes and throwing them at the beginning like we're super serious. Then I get I, I I wrote actual stock footage of violence, like was just that what the, was that what this was? It I sure hope... fucking looked like it to me. I have a hard time believing at least half of that was made for the film. There was definitely some that was filmed, and it was obviously different from like people walking up behind a car and like shooting guns without any fanfare across the street at other people and people getting hit, like beaten to like you could tell like there was there's one where they have like baseball bats and they're obviously not hitting the person and i'm like okay well that's fake and then immediately there's like somebody getting like kicked like in the chest or something i'm like that's real why is why is there 
Yeah, so I have actual stock footage of violence. Classy. Like, this is so stupid and ham-fisted, and it wants to be taken seriously. It's like, oh, man, it's, it's just that annoying person who doesn't really have their politics figured out, and they're going to go to, like, Rotten.com and get a page on fucking, you know, John Wayne Gacy to throw in your face. And the universe fucked up, man. It's like, oh, fuck. This is going to suck really bad. And this was like the first five minutes. <laughs> it was rough. It was very rough. Oh, and then we had the scene where he's, she's like, I love you. And he's like, we should growl. Oh, that's so cringe. Like, so cringy. I was just like, oh. Like, I mean, he was, a, he was, to the movie's credit, because we're going to do a little compliment sandwich here. Uh-huh. Uh, he was, to the movie's credit, a pretty good depiction of... Soft boy. Of, of the kind of guy who is out of high school and dating a high school girl and so adamant about the fact that she's actually mature for her age that he's going to sneak into her house to talk to her dad. Oh my god. Like, like that actually is... like, was painful to me mm. when he thought that I was cool dating a 23 year old and I'm like, oh no, it's just fucking predatory. Yeah, it's bad. It's, they even have the, the line where he's like, well, I'll have a talk with your dad because, you know, I'm old, but you're mature. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> I don't know we... what the ages are, but. Oh, let's, a, let's, a, let's a FIBA file that under. Yikes. He's just DMing her in Discord like, I just have to say you're really mature for your age. And where do you live? It's like, oh, fuck. Get this. And, and then, you know, he dies three minutes later. But, but like, what to what effect? Um. This movie has a syndrome where people are, the family is in the shot, and somebody just goes, ah, and disappears from the shot, and then everybody's immediately, where did they go? Like, they literally walk out of the shot, and then everybody's like, oh no, we have to find that person that I was looking at 20 seconds ago. And Maybe you shouldn't have a house that's so fucking big. And that, parasites. Well, I have no, I have no understanding of the dimensions or placements of rooms in this house over the three hours that I watched it. Um, there's an amazing scene where what's the, I don't, I'm not going to even think of names. The, the little boy, um, Charlie, it, it doesn't The matter. little boy who's growing, who's going to grow up to be a very traumatized, but very nice young lady. Right. The daughter is immensely traumatized and the mother is talking, talking her down. Like, like it's, it's okay. And she's like, my, my boyfriend's dead. Da da da. And the, the, Good. the boy is in the background and he keeps going, mom, 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 and she's like, "Not now." I'm talk. I'm talking to your daughter, to your sister, who is horribly trying. She's like, "Mom, mom," and they do this for like two minutes. I'm like, "He's gonna have something incredibly important to say." I get it. And then the reveal when he's like, "What is it?" She's like, "What is it?" You need to see this. Fuck off, like <laughs> you fucking kid. Like, and then what it was is that guess what? There's people headed to the house. On the night that we know is Purge Night, when people wander around trying to kill, like, we know! There's no suspense! You've set it up for, like, 30 minutes. I was just pulling my hair out at this point, and this didn't even get to the torture scene. I think by then, by the time we got to, like, I guess we should go over the premise of the movie, because there's literally nothing to it. There's there's a night that you can do the crimes. every One night of every year, which is also why I already 
was not in good graces with this movie because I remember seeing like a trailer when it came out, which is probably the one you're going to put in. And it was like, <sighs> it was like one night every year, American people can do all crimes, including murder. Like it's, it's, it's written out in like <laughs> the most six year old fashion. Like that's the problem with the premise is like, it could be good. You can, it doesn't Whereas, engage with violence as a re- meaningful concept. No, it's that's all we, we, and also and also we live in a world. We live in a world where you can just kill Do violence any any gay or trans person in uh, every state except Washington, California, Nevada, I think Kansas, Illinois, uh, New York, mm-hmm. New Jersey, Rhode Island, and Maine. Yeah, and say and say. I panicked, and you will probably get off. Yeah, and also, like, cops, you know, of course, just kill people yeah. all the time. And But the, the problem... Okay, so this is my problem with people. Like, the premise is so... The premise is interesting, and it's wasted. I'm like, no, the... the I mean, yes. Again, in a hor- in an amazing vacuum, the premise is something that you could maybe use. But the problem is, is, like, their... Even their, like, textbook identification of the premise is, like... There's a day when all crimes are legal, including murder. It's like the most milk toast, like childish understanding of everything in legal terms. Like the person that made this is this family. That's why they think the family are the weird, jaded, like or or confused protagonists somehow. Even though, and I think that's an interesting insight. Like, like, like what? No, what you said I think is interesting. Like the idea that like the family is the person that made this film. They don't understand the full implications of the violence that is in that society. Like, because we do live in this society now where violence is already, as you all point out, de facto legal. Um, it happens every day. We are constantly in a state of purging society of, you know, quote unquote, the undesirables. And that's what the film does. Is like the film puts that into terms that a liberal you know might under start to understand like conceptualize like oh that's that's not okay and then i think this becomes a launch off point to say to the that suburban family to say look this violence I, that you see happening only supposedly in this one night happens every single day i i, I will s- say to this to this film's credit uh i will say that i think that i was not expecting them to acknowledge immediately movie one oh the whole point of the purge is to let people at the top of power dynamics kill people at the bottom of power dynamics i was expecting a much more edgy like man's inhumanity to man <laughs> like yeah. i was i was expecting when they let the um when they let the homeless man into the house i was expecting that it was going that he was eventually going to turn out to be like like no good deed goes unpunished kid yeah, yeah. So it's real doggy dog world out there and and i was expecting the fact that it was like the young republicans who showed up at the house like the prep give, school jacket everything like all the way oh yeah to give to give credit where credit's due that's fine and i can see how this movie would convince libs i i guess i had a feeling this... I don't know if it's when say convince. I think it's a launching off point to mm-hmm. have that discussion. Matt, this is nothing against you, but I had a feeling this was going to be the discussion because the big vibe I got was the same vibe I got from 2012 with the movie, which is this was made by lib brains 
And therefore, check out how lib brains see the world. Isn't that interesting? The problem is, is that 2012 is like hilarious because like in the grand scheme of things, who gives a shit about 2012? Like it's such a silly, harmless. I mean, it's all murder of of people that quote unquote don't matter. But at the end of the day, it's like it's fluff. It's three hours of nonsense and fluff. And this it's the same kind of mentality, but the problem is, is because it's exploitation trash, it's just like, honestly, it's just kind of offensive to me to watch some libs wannabe leftist ideas about how politics are, man, and how the world works, man. It's just like, just the, just the, 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 yeah, the, like, I'm, like I'm saying, this person is Ethan Hawke in this movie. I don't want to see what this person's artistic output you know, is like. like you know what I want to see? You know? What I want to see is some Katie thoughts. Yes. I mean, I I don't really have... I think I've expressed... Like, I kind of like shot my load early, so to speak. <laughs> mm. um, Ethan Hawke would never. <laughs> the boyfriend would, probably. I mean, I guess, like... I forgot. There was one other good thing. It was that the kid was so obviously creepy, which is also, like... To Meredith's point, like, egg vibes. It's just like, mm, yeah. <laughs> this kid's some kind of queer. Like, definitely. <laughs> like, it's very creative and also super goth. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, mmm. That's <laughs> something <laughs> happening. And that, like, the kid is cool. The kid is the only person in the movie I think I'd want to hang out with. Hilariously, yeah. a lot of criticism of this film I've seen is that the kid is, quote unquote, like, one of the dumbest kids ever and is so awful and, like, they doom everybody. What? Because because a lot of the critics of this movie are again Empath- Ethan Hawke. Like they're they're <laughs> seriously so Look at him empathize with another human being. What a I know. The only person with any like sliver of rational of of like humanity that isn't the homeless person who's what barely a, in the movie. What a, what a gay little asshole. That's <laughs> cares if other human literally, beings die. I hated that kid because he's so stupid. The fellas isn't you- gay to have empathy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, empathy is a empathy is a Bolshevik plot. <laughs> Checks out. This kid freaking virtue signaling with their, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he virtue virtue signaled that desperate human being into the safety of his home. <laughs> he even had a little remote controlled uh, virtue signaling car. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he used to send virtue with his little his little soy boy RC car there. <laughs> didn't even run on it didn't even run on gas. <laughs> this dumb little kid thinks feelings are more important than facts. I hated this movie. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway. I bet um, this kid's not even a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this kid would have just risen up. We wouldn't have had this problem. Oh, um, I have a question. Mm. I have a question. I have a question. And my question is for Matt. <sighs> uh, will you watch the cinema sins for this movie with me? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I bet it's real good. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> I can because the thing is, I can just imagine. I mean, I'm sorry, Matt, if you wanted to. This was a question for Matt. I know. I go ahead. Wanna... Ooh, there is one. It's everything wrong with the bridge in 13 minutes or less. <laughs> Will you watch it with me later? As a, as sure. a little palate cleanser, it'll be like pickled ginger. <laughs> go in our mouth. Um, he said, sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I can just imagine, because, like, plot of this movie, 
I mean, if you really want to look at that, the world building is is pretty ass and like the concepts are not fleshed out at all. So it's I'm sure it's all like if this guy designs security systems, how come everybody can just show up to his house? And, you know, like it's literally like (laughs) I can just see it like and, and I mean, the worst part is like. Yes, but like that's like so far down the list of things you should care about. In terms, I I I, I think CinemaSins guys is gonna get real hung up on this kid who we like. We love this kid, folks. We love our we love we love our. If this beautiful, ob- if this our, obnoxious child wouldn't let this homeless person in this house, we wouldn't even have a movie to watch right our now. Check beautiful queer, our beautiful queer coded Jesus, <laughs> little yeah. son of Mary, <laughs> like James. Sorry, not Joseph. Close enough. <laughs> Uh, uh, excuse me, Deus, 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 Ex Gay Child, uh, <laughs> trope. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I'm, you know what, okay, I, I really harped on Matt a little too much. It, okay, it was, I think it's important to reinforce that we love and cherish our friend Matt. We love Matt, it was very, it was honestly atrocious and depressing but at least i can find enjoyment talking with y'all about it that is something okay like if i saw it by myself that, and never talked that to anybody, the real meaning of the purge exactly it's, down with your friends. it's really the friends i made along the way watching yeah. a homeless man get tortured <laughs> um it's the friends i purged along the way oh no um have y'all seen Rick and Morty? <laughs> um, no, I think I've seen like five minutes of it. Katie, that made you laugh. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> Would you like to talk no. about Rick and Morty? No, <laughs> I feel like this is going to be along the lines of. Would you say we live in a society? <laughs> uh, the director of. I think the director of the bridge is of the opinion that we absolutely live in a society. Ooh, boy howdy. Um, can we talk about the end of the movie? I liked when Lena Haiti hit that woman in the face. It was just so amazing, because it's like, we're going to have peace, I say as I threaten you with my firearm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if the movie is aware. My, as I threaten you with my firearm and my nameless black man. Yes, I don't know if the movie is aware that it's, like, hypocritical. It's so... I I highly doubt it. Because, yeah, then the, the same thing with... When, yeah, go ahead. It's not hypocritical. That... What I appreciate about this film... Mm-hmm. Yes. Is... That this is an explication of settler colonial violence in a way that I think very few films really illustrate. Like, a lot of them tend to... Because in that moment, it's not hypocritical. It's the only language that those other suburban fuckers understand. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is that is that piece. That is the piece that she is bringing through force. Because that is the only language that settler colonialism understands and this is this this place of like only the settlers get to enact violence only the people that have the right to exert that violence get to do so the purge is not about you know a law a a night where anyone can do anything they want because you know it that's not how it plays out in action and that's what i like about this film yeah it's dog shit yes the middle sucks 
Yes, the plot, the 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 uh, the dialogue is bad. Whatever. I think this is an artifact that like demonstrates that sort of like inhumanity of our society, and not and it's a terribly artful way. I know there's films that do it better. There's probably ones that you've seen that do it better, but I think that there's something about this particular form of like slaughter colonialism and the way that this film engages with legality, you know, again, to back to Mare's point about, you know, technically legal to already do these things. Like you may not have, like you are not going to be a subject of state violence when you do this violence in this way. And sure. That's what the purge is. You, you are a, no longer have- subject to that state violence when you do it in the appropriate ways. Sorry, Mary. I have a, I have a question because I am interested in, uh, because you have been, you have been very, uh, you have been a very good sport. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all episode. Um, and I, and I love that. And I do think you're making a good point. Um, and my, not necessarily counter to your point, but something that I want to sort of dig down into a little bit, if we're going to really investigate this lens of the purge talking about settler colonialism, is the fact that, you know, I made kind of a joke about the implied threat of Lena Hades' nameless, uh, nameless black person in the background of the final scene. Um, but what do you think the movie, what do you think the movie is saying that the final state of affairs, that the peace that is finally enforced on these bloodthirsty settler colonial suburbanites is still a peace that is overseen by another member of their, let's be honest, uh, economic and racial caste, uh, where where the person who is the most threatened by this is still relegated to the status of a kind of nameless foot soldier. What do you think that is saying? Right? I don't, I don't think that the filmmakers have the thoughtfulness <laughs> to oh. effectively like engage with that question. What I find interesting about him in particular is this is... Night of the Living Dead, but instead of the instead of the character having getting to have a role in, in what happens, he doesn't. Like he doesn't get to like have that sort of significant role in saving these people. Um, that's relegated to Lena Headey's um, role. I don't think the film is sophisticated enough to understand that it is like maybe in that like um, uh, butterfly effect stoner. You know, right. way of like, oh, it's it's a spectacle about violence. We're making a movie which is about violence, so that's like a, a spectacle. Um, I don't know if it's sophisticated enough to like get to that point. I think that um, in the film, we want like like you said it like very like clearly. This is not about. It shouldn't be about them. That they're mm-hmm. not the story that we care about. We care about him and what his survival and what happened to him. How do you end up in the space and like, um, you know, he is the terrorized person more than they are. Um, the film isn't sophisticated enough to like really engage with that question. And that's where it falls short. Like that's what, an area where I don't think it has anything particular to say about that. I think it's an interesting thing for us to look at and say, well, isn't it interesting how like, again, we'll look at from the lens of the suburbanites who get to enforce that violence. And at the end of the day, they still like the purge continues and they, they're able to maintain their status within that society. They're not actually challenged. That's what actually I think brings the most untrue about the story is when the daughter's like, nothing's ever going to be okay again. Nothing's going to like, this is, this changes us forever. No, you were always like this. Do you think that's, that's where I think that the film should have gone more into that. Like, this is, this is who we are. Not like, oh, are we the baddies? We've always been the baddies. Sorry, go ahead. Do you think they have purge insurance? 
Definitely. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um for sure. So I don't want to counter your point too hard because I understand like yes, this is I think this movie is a very um accurate representation of a look into the mind of that type of person and their understanding of of how settler colonialism works for them and but, but by I think them. it's also like mm-hmm. It's it's uniquely American violence, and I think that's where like I wanted to to use this film's launching off point to talk about that because the violence that we do in our society is unique. You can read you know Fanon to get a good sense of like colonialism and you know Cesare and you know um, tons of other you know authors and people that have experienced colonialism. The United States is unique in being a settler colonial country. That's why we you know, have such a great partnership with Israel, because Israel is also a settler colonial nation. It's why we have such great relationships you know, with Australia. Um, and the way that violence is a ever-present integral part of our relations to each other is, you know, something that is unique, I think, amongst societies. You know, particularly amongst American societies and our like, you know, so, you know, one thing I learned um, from an old uh, supervisor of mine that was a history professor is the concept of like stand your ground laws are actually a rather uniquely American phenomena. In England, um, you had what was called a duty to retreat. And so if you as an English person are in a pub, there's a pub fight breaks out, someone starts threatening your life. It is on you to withdraw from that situation, to remove yourself from that situation, to prevent yourself from like escalating it further from, you know, anything becoming worse. Let the authorities handle it. Get out of there. You have a duty to retreat. And over time in America, we've rolled that back because we need violence. We need violence to continue the social order that we exist in. And the purge to me is this kind of like um, most the, the highest form of that expression, like not saying the movie, the film, like I'm saying, but the, the concept the of this purge, yeah, is a high one of the highest expressions of slaughter colonial violence that we are going to explicitly proscribe a way to deal with the detritus of society as as we deem it. I'm not saying like in a positive sense, but like how society thinks of lesser than, like that that is endemic to liberal societies. Like Domenico Lacerda like writes about this um, in liberalism. Uh, a counter history where it talks about liberal societies, the society of the individual needs an other that it must destroy and, and set itself in opposition to. A hundred percent. I agree with you. The, the, I'm, I, I can't really get past this. The, the issue is that this is a wannabe Michael Haneke movie. There, there are so many artists and filmmakers who understand these, these questions and, um, concerns and themes and can work them into a compelling film that does not, you know, use token minorities or um, violence as a attempt at shocking the audience that has failed um, or succeed successful for the wrong reasons. They don't have to use uh, jump scares that don't work. They don't like these are things like it, it's it's just very clear that I mean. It raises Re- questions, but it doesn't give any sort of answers or um, yeah, yeah, deeper sure. depth really quick, to really, those really, questions. Really quick, because I feel like we're walking in circles. Sorry. 
I would like to uh, I would like to put fellow fellow woman Katie yes. on the spot. Uh, all, because I have a fun I have a fun purge related uh, topic of conversation to lead us into. But Katie, could you could you read us the tweet you just made? Oh, the very boy. good tweet you just made. Oh no! I've been called out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm calling you in. Uh, <laughs> I have to find it. I saw that. That hack was trending, but I read it as hanked, and now I want to know how to get hanked. And this was on uh, your Twitter anime weed fart sixty nine, which is still a great name. Um, and I have a question. I have a question for everyone. Mm-hmm. How do each of the main like heads of household in King of the Hill operate mm-hmm. in the Purgiverse? Um, because I, you know, we've been, we've been, it's been heavy all night. It's been heavy all pod. Yes. And I want to take it, I want to have some angel food cake. I want to take it somewhere light and airy. Let's talk about how the cast of King of the Hill hanks their neighborhood uh, on Purge Night. Well, I'm glad you brought up Hank as a tangent because Hank from <laughs> Twin Peaks is in this movie. And I was like, whoa, that guy gets work. Holy shit. He was, that was like the only good <laughs> casting thing in the movie for me aside from that was okay. Small boy. Um, but uh, ooh, jeez. I you know, I feel like Boomhauer has to be the pledge. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, man, you got you got a I mean, big in there, man. We're going to need to come on. We have got we have got gussied up in our down, most man. terrifying guises is a lion in this movie. That's something Boomhauer <laughs> would say. <laughs> yeah. Or Dale, um, I don't know. I would, I would. I don't, I don't, I don't think Dale trusts the bridge. That's true. I don't think Dale trusts it. Matt, what do you think? What do you think about King of the Purge? <laughs> Never actually seen King of the Hill. Of <gasps> what? It's okay. Y'all need to understand. I'm a homeschooled kid, so like all these things, like these, like Fox, like I had to educate myself on The Simpsons. Like that was not something that like I was able to just like enjoy as a kid. I had to like purposely sit myself down and watch the simpsons i'd argue which is why like as an adult i come to the show and i'm like the simpsons is one of the most class conscious cartoon shows i've ever seen in my life i'd argue that's a good thing because you didn't have to like go oh, through years great. of your childhood thinking like season 13 was good or whatever <laughs> yeah, um, now i will say I would... bob's burgers is one of the most class conscious yeah shows i've ever seen in my life i don't think it's as class i mean if you haven't seen season one of the simpsons again check it out because like Oh, it's, that's subversive, yeah. It's pretty intense in terms of, like, every single... Up, like, the reason Homer is, quote-unquote, like a dumbass is because he is constantly trying to get ahead just a little bit and constantly failing, and I think... He fails like, up. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the whole thing with the Frank Grimes episode. But, like, yeah, also, I was banned from watching Simpsons until I was in high school. So I wasn't, like, an adult, but I did have to do it, and my parents were very protective. I wasn't allowed to watch anything violent. I wasn't allowed to watch Batman when I was a kid. The parents were because the show? Had, no, the the movie, the first movie okay. that came out. Wow, okay. we, were, we were not allowed to watch any of the Batman movies because there was too much violence, and my dad couldn't find a way to censor it. So, um, but anyway, jokes on them now, right? <laughs> <laughs> now I watch Batman every day. <laughs> <laughs> now I am Batman. Now I'm Batman. Um, I have a, how do you? What do you think Batman does? In, okay, I have a different because Matt couldn't really. Uh, I th- I think that I think that Hank Hill absolutely uh, is pivoting the value of propane um, as uh, as it 
could stand with like as the, 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 it has security purposes. Yeah. Um, I think Hank Hill is doing that in the purge. Matt, what do you think Batman is getting up to in the purge? I want you to play in this space with me. I want you to get in this. I want you to get in the bit and say yes and and have some fun. It's been a stressful night, but we'll get through purge night together. <laughs> Uh, if we just goof, if we just goof and if we just goof and rip. I mean, that's like the that's the challenge with Batman, right? Like he's always been trying to purge society of like the peoples that he has deemed undesirable. Like that's why the DC like sort of like canon is like so hard to engage with because it's all royalty. You know, Batman would be trying to stop people um from committing crimes I, in purge night yeah i would argue the dc batman universe is very similar to the purge universe honestly it has the same concept of like legal repercussions and the reasons crimes are committed and like everybody's just crazy people that's why they do crimes to get crazy catharsis out of it we need we need somebody to stop them who's we need the jonker <laughs> Uh, did you see that there's a new... Ca- there is... Uh, spoilers, if you care about DC. Uh, so Dr. Manhattan's been a character in the main DC oh universe my, for a little bit. Oh my and they've God, been absolutely God, misusing so him. Um, and apparently he has fused with the Joker and he's become <laughs> the Doctor... <laughs> the Doctor Manhattan who laughs. What? <laughs> I am so grateful that I don't read comics. Oh yeah, Google Google the, do- the Doctor Manhattan... Who laughs? And I only know about this because I put on because I don't like being left alone with my thoughts. <laughs> so I put on, I put on uh, just like <sighs> videos where nerds explain comic lore just to have background noise oh playing. My oh my goodness! Um, and there was a character named the Batman who laughs. He was from a different dimension. He got like the Joker's brain imprinted over his brain, and apparently he's gotten Doctor Manhattan powers because that's what Watchmen was about. <laughs> I feel like yeah, you see, just it, again. Comic books are so bad at doing this because. They do things like, hey, remember the, like the the Marvel zombies universe? They're like, oh, that's a kind of a fun little Elseworld story, and then they have to be like, well, let's bring it back in a way. Like they just can't let it fucking lie and just be like, yeah. oh, that was a cool story, and then we're done. Well, there's they bring, they bring it back and they're like, what if Marvel zombies were legal one day? <laughs> there's dollars um, to be made. I, I will say that the the only good like, haha, here's a dumb thing. That like is canon within the Marvel universe. They did well. Like no one ever talks about, but it has its own theme song. Um, that got written is Next Wave. So Next Wave. Next Wave rules. Next Wave whips. Next Wave is the only good thing Grant Morrison's ever. I'm out of my depth. Oof. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say something to piss people off, but I realized I was just out of my depth enough that I might seem stupid. I, and I must never seem stupid. I feel like your Doctor Manhattan who laughs anecdote is like when somebody like on Twitter just drops like an Amy Therese tweet on the timeline it's just like fuck <laughs> just kick it off the timeline like, why'd you leave that shit here get that out of here I just, I just dropped a screen I just dropped a screenshot of Charlotte Clymer saying asterisk oh. sips coffee asterisk um Morgan Morgan I everyone Morgan Page makes all the trans women keep a little jar and whenever we talk shit about another <laughs> trans woman we have to put a quarter in it and I've got so much money just for Charlotte Clymer I hate this fucking lady if, I, Charlotte if you're listening if the purge is ever made real ooh and Charlotte I know you're listening to the show okay because Charlotte, come on we're big names, I'm sipping okay. co- I, I, I know 
you gotta take a break from droning you mini toddlers at some point. And when you do, we know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh. oh no. If anybody if anybody wants to put in air horn sound. Maybe Obama's like maybe Obama's there. listening to the show. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Well, let me be clear. You didn't make this you didn't make uh, that podcast. If you want your perch, uh, you can keep it. <laughs> no one's taking the purge away from me. <laughs> it is interesting it is interesting that that movie came out in the Obama era. That is actually fascinating. Uh that is very I, fascinating. Was this to me. was this like twenty thirteen. Was it like post? It had to have been post Trayvon, but it was it like during the Black Lives Matter stuff, or was it prior uh-huh. to that? Yeah. That I think it was. Feels I think it was right. also post Bing. It was also post Benghazi. Oh, but Benghazi's not, not going, going away. away. <laughs> 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 Benghazi's not going away, but Vile Rat sure is fucked Uh. Uh. Um, you can follow us at secondstarcast at, uh, you can email us at secondstarcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at secondstarcast. Uh, each of us have individual stuff. Um, I'm going to, uh, you can donate to our Patreon, um, patreon.com slash secondstarcast. And I think other people have some other stuff too. Awesome. Uh, and if you're, if you're hungry for content, like the little piggy, uh, that I know you are. If you got to get the slop right now, uh, you can find me on Twitter at mayor m e r underscore squared. Um, I am on Twitter at refreshing time. If you like Cocteau Twins and um, dumb pretentious gifts of old movies, there you go. I'm on Twitter crying. <laughs> what's your What's your handle again? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Could you just say <laughs> you thought you were gonna get away I, with you this? You really you thought kidding? you could just skip it? Come on now. <laughs> I'm on Twitter crying at anime weed fart sixty nine. Thank you. It's smooth like Tennessee whiskey. It's sweet like strawberry wine. Can you can you say it again? Just so I can respond <laughs> appropriately. At anime weed fart sixty nine. Hmm. <laughs> 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 you can find me on twitter at m underscore s underscore nelson uh thank you very much for listening and we'll see y'all next week bye bye everybody uh dsa guy voice read settlers <laughs> you do read settlers yeah it's a good book you're not avery big bear anymore <laughs> oh no oh.